time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. Welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on the largest internet radio network in the world, Live 365. And also on the coolest website in the world, that's TwinTalkCast.com. And we are back. Yeah, we're back. We've been on a hiatus. We, we're back and I got back, eh? Um, we, we're on a hiatus. We're you, on a hi- we were on a hiatus. And so, uh, but we're back now. And uh, we thank you all for standing hey, by. Hey, don't be calling me no fucking hyena. Shit. I I wasn't a fucking hyena. Que hyena ni que nada, eh? Just like every big show, whether it's television or it's radio. I was whatever. on a good one, eh? That's hey, what it was, eh? I was on a good one, eh? We need to take a break every <laughs> once in a while. It's important that we take these breaks. So here we are taking the break and uh, we're back. It's, it's <laughs> taking been a the break. break. It's been a summer break, you know? So here we are. You know, once again, uh, we broadcast, for those of you that are just uh, joining us for the first time, we are identical twins, Jose and Angel. Uh, we have been, uh, we were born together, we swam the placental waters together, but that's about it. We but share nothing else. No, we don't, we only do a radio show together. That's it, eh? I don't, I don't see my brother after this, eh? <laughs> I get enough of it already. Nine months in the sack with him? Chale, eh? But anyways... Just like the, how come I can't hear me no more? Right? Like just like the um, the slogan says, we may have shared the womb, but we don't share opinions, and or, that's what our show's about. We just kind of talk about what's going on um, on uh, in uh, politics, and uh, entertainment, and everything in our lives, and we also have some fun guests and interesting guests. We do. We've musicians. had some really cool ass guests. Who did we have last time? It's been such a long time. Eh? It seems so long. I ago. think we had. Oh, we had the Blue Agave. The Blue Agave. They were releasing it. their new CD here. Of course, they they dropped it in our laps. Uh, you can get that. You can listen to that. Uh, they were also. We had them, and we had a phoner from uh, Robin Sachs. Yes, I don't know what was happening at the time. And uh, <laughs> Robin Sachs is a TV legal. Um, legal analyst, uh, also an advocate for victims' rights, and uh, on air and a friend of the twins, eh? And a good friend of ours. Hey, what do you do? How come I sound different? Eh? I, I sounded know. really good at the beginning. Eh? I don't know. Just uh, deal, bear with me. Like bro. you got to make me sound good, eh? Bear with me here, dude. Somebody have somebody was messing no, with I me. Al- I already sound good. I, hey. You just gotta not make me sound bad. So tonight's show, it's fantastic. We've got a great show. A lot of things going on in the world. So, of course, I figured uh, we would uh, invite uh, my friend and uh, Middle East expert, the, the, the consummate expert when it comes to the Middle East, my friend uh, from, from alisadeftari.com. Lisa Daftar is going to be here. She's going to help us sort out what's going on in the Middle East right now. Potential World War yeah. Three. Is she going to be wearing a gas mask and shit? <laughs> I have a gas mask. Yeah? Put it yeah. on it because I got gas. Eh? <laughs> Let Jackie borrow it. I don't care Please about no. you. Please no. 
Let Jackie borrow it. Also, who else do we have on our show? We're gonna, hey bro, we're gonna have an artist on our show. He's a cool guy. He's, he's uh, uh, he he carves trains out of wood. Uh, he has he's been commissioned in a few galleries and uh, also hotels, and uh, has, has also appeared on uh, with Yule Hauser a few times. I can't wait to talk to him about it. Is he out to save the world like all artists? Uh, huh? I don't know. We'll ask him. His name is Jackie Hadnot, and he's a cool. Cat, you'll see. I think he's, good. He's going to be good on the radio because he asked me, "Hey, so what do I have to wear?" I said, "Hey, man, it's radio, eh? <laughs> Come naked if you want, home." But you did tell me he's going to be taking a picture with us. Uh no, I didn't. <laughs> we'll just ask him to carve a picture for us. <laughs> Anyways, that's Jackie Hadnot. We'll just have him in here and hang out and talk to him about uh, wooden trains. Also, like we do every week on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, and only on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, with the news and dirty laundry coming up with all the information on the skinny, on the fatty for all of you. Hey, I wouldn't mind a fatty right now. Straight out of Telemundo and NBC, multimedia journalist and friend of ours, uh, Jackie Casas. Jackie, what's going on with the news and dirty laundry this week? Hi, guys. I miss you guys. I know what fatty means, FYI, Angel. Yeah, right on, eh? I noticed your hand gesture. Yeah. I got it. Yes. Tonight on News and Dirty Laundry, fast food workers around their country are not happy to take your order. And I'll tell you why. Cabrones. (laughs) Also, Diana Nyad finally made her dream come true. Don't know who she is? I'll tell you who she is and what an amazing record she just set for herself at 64 years old. Chingona. And, and finally, all you Fifty Shades of Grey fans have a reason to cheer, yell, and, you know, maybe moan a little this week. Uh, I'll let you know what's going on with that movie that's coming out, coming soon, coming up on News and Dirty Laundry. Stay tuned. And I've got a lot to say about those Fifty Shades of whatever broad. I love it when Jackie gives me a reason to moan. <laughs> you know, just in case if you want to, doing a true Fifty Shades Grey Way. I can't wait to. Oh, get- he, she called you away. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till we get on that topic because I got something to say about that. So there you go. That's what's going on with the news and dirty laundry t- later on on the show. So we want to remind everybody as you listen that you can uh, you can chat us up um, on Facebook on Facebook. Check, check us out on Twin Talk Show and uh, uh, Facebook Twin Talk Show. Friend us and make all your comments or whatever you want on the Facebook page. Also, you can call us up and chat us up on what is it? What, what brother? 626 626-275-8946. Throughout the show, we take we will take your phone calls. We're also on Instagram. Look for Twin Talk Show on Instagram and li- uh, follow us, eh? Follow we'll put us. some pictures. I already gave Jackie our password to post some caller pictures. That's Some a good collarbone idea. pictures again, eh, from the shower. Just a reminder, that was only one time. Uh, it's not a repetitive look. Well, that's the only reason I put that Instagram <laughs> up, eh? It was by popular demand, uh, eh? You know, every time there's a picture of Jackie on our Facebook page, we get all kinds of comments. Like I know. all the guys, eh? The guys. You know what I've noticed? That we have a lot of girls that listen to our show. I think yeah. we have more girls listening to our show. 
but the guys that love Jackie. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. I love all of our fans. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah, and if you if there's a few girls out there that like Jackie, why don't you, you know call what? us, eh? 626-275-20. I love all our fans. Male, <laughs> female, confused, a little yeah. bit in the middle. I'm all for them. Thank what, you, guys. What What is it with girls that they just love the gays? Because they're fun. They're uh, way more fun than, like, straight guys. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, but I when mean, it comes down said, to the nitty... Well, okay, fine. I, that's kind of fun. Maybe, yes. You, you straight guys really serve the purpose. But gay guys are fun. They, they want to go a, shopping with you. They have a good fashion sense. They have a good fashion they sense. They know their cuisine. Wait a minute. Wait one minute. Go you to know, a, I, that's a, that's a, that's a, you, guys, you guys contradict yourself because, girls, you're going to date a guy that dresses well, and a lot of guys that you date... Do have a good fashion sense. Why is it all of a sudden you're defending the gays who have a good fashion sense? Who cares? <laughs> defending, you know. My my here's my theory on the gays. Did the... you see a, a clear eye for the straight guy? Yeah, but that was just comedy. No, that was, it was real. comedy. Those guys had some really. Good it was comedy. It was I took comedy. Notes, eh? I took but some you notes. guys don't like to go shopping with us unless it's like Victoria's there, Secret. There, that's what it is. It's not about fashion sense. <laughs> I like it. There's a lot of guys like out that. there that can Un- dress. Unless- you would? Would you date a guy that dresses stupid? Well, I never vet Victoria, but you can bring her along, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's like Fredericks, Victoria's Secret. You guys are not interested in going with us to go find a new pair of jeans or uh, some new heels. Um, no. Yeah, unless exactly. You, unless you're telling me that I'm going to be in this dressing room with you, helping you out. Yeah, see. In uh, which case. No, I just want to try on some make, jeans. Make it fun. What's that? Why, why do I hear a crackle on here? I don't know. It's not me. It's a. Uh, uh, you're eating uh, Rice Krispies? No, hold on. Be quiet. Be quiet. Everybody silence. You hear that crackle? Yeah. What is it from? Uh, Where is it coming from? My pipe. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, is it stop. the Nope. Hmm. I hear crackle, Agent. What's connected? It's my I bong. I'm not... I stopped eating my salad, so... <laughs> it's not me. It's cracking. It's okay. We could go it's with the I cracks. don't like it. I don't like the cracking. The crack kills, eh? Okay, well... Uh, Jose, uh, Jose is doing the gen- the hand gestures like stretch. So I think it's time for yoga. Is that what you meant? Well, we gotta no. Just talk for a second while I try and figure this out. Um, it's uh, let it roll, man. Let it go. Anyways, we do it out at Theo Luis's garage. Maybe Theo Luis changed something while we we're on hiatus, uh-huh. and he left like a couple little buggers around. Do, do you hear what I hear though? I did see. A... I did hear it once. I, I don't was... hear it anymore. But I maybe was... that's what he did. I was talking to Tio Luis the other day. He told the funniest story. And I could say, but it's in Spanish, eh? Say it. We have Spanish so, listeners. Yeah, so he was talking to, I forgot who he was. Who said he was, who he was talking to, but the guy is like 89 años. Uh-huh. And he uh, dijo a mi Tio Luis que, que ya tengo 89 y pico años. Uh-huh. Y I mi got tío, it. And my Tio Luis was like, ahora que, well, yo tengo 53 y no pico. <laughs> you got to know my uncle to, to, to know it. <laughs> Dio Luis is a cool cat. I, I don't know why, why you haven't even met him yet. So I found I found the problem. I found it. I found it. I found it. See? What was it? Uh, I don't know, but it was the, it was the phone. Okay, so back to the Twin Talk. I want to remind everybody that you can uh, check us out and uh, chat us up and... Uh, what the heck? Charlie, man, that popped my eardrums, eh? <laughs> Orale. 
You know what? Oh, ah, Jose. You know what though? I don't think it's getting on the recording though. No, it is. It is. It is. Well, stop it, eh? I, I don't care if it. it's getting on the recording. It's getting in my ears. I'm popping my ears. You know what it is? They're probably spying on us. NSA. Eh? It's what's going on, especially because all the things I post. Do you ever get phone calls and and you don't hear anything but like phone rings or things like that, mm. or like, dee, 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 dee. that's because they're listening to your calls. Oh, I remember really, that. I, I I I heard it on NPR. That's crazy. That's scary. But that's not going on anymore. I mean, we don't have those. We uh, you know, we um. Uh, we don't have landlines anymore. Oh, see, this is going Aye. on from this. It's my, it's this damn stupid phone. Ah! Oh. <laughs> what was wrong with this? <laughs> Jackie did that with her mouth full. <laughs> I, well, I, had a, I had to put a some vi- uh, a visor on. Wow! <laughs> wow! Okay, so we're back. All right, Angel. So let's go on. Let's go on. Let's talk about uh, uh, what's been going on since uh, we we last did this here. Uh, a lot's been going on. Uh, we we lost uh, uh, we lost my we lost my sister in law to cancer. Uh, she was battling it for two years. Uh, did the whole uh, what what is it the uh, chemotherapy? The chemotherapy, the legal way of doing it, and of course it didn't do anything. It just uh, it just got worse. But it was a very uh, <clears throat> it was a very sad loss. Uh, however, I have never seen anybody go through such pain ever in my life like she did you know she lived with us right i remember and uh but what i th- what i thought was a uh, uh, a blessing what was a real blessing to to see was the way that she uh very gracefully left uh or her lived her last days amongst the pain and the weakness she was so still uh intentional intentional in everything she did as far as uh, her relationships, right? Everything was with purpose. She, she yeah, she talked to. Uh, she, if I wouldn't come by the room, she make sure she could call, holler at me to come over, and uh, everything she did was with a purpose, and uh, to the to the point where uh, the uh, um, uh, uh, their relationship uh, with the family was uh, reuniting again, and uh, in the end, she passed away in her mother's arms. Uh, I got to tell you, I was very, very, um, it was obviously a very sad thing to, um, to know that this was going on and, and, um, and, um, very sad, but I'll tell you, she was a doll. Mm-hmm. She did live her life. I mean, you hear it all the time and it's almost cliched, but it is true that she was living her, her last days knowing, I guess that she was going to be with us a short time and lived it gracefully and with purpose. But even before she became ill, I remember how how happy I was to see her all the time because she was a clearly one of those just joyful people, just non-judgmental, uh, joyful, just wanted to just yeah, love you. And you just felt like, man, I love this girl. I can't wait to sit next to her, take a picture with her. And and it was great. And um, I was very honored to have to have met her she was sort of my partner in your wedding since i was the yes yeah, she man. was uh she was the maid of honor and and she spoke so eloquently she sure did so did you jose yes, she did but she had it she didn't mem- she didn't she didn't write anything yeah, i had to write it i stayed up all night writing what i said and she just <laughs> wrote it with a you know uh-huh. with a glass of wine in one hand and uh and just in spanglish yeah and she did great it was brilliant it was beautiful and uh, i love her very much and i and we miss her so much already we yes. do she was really a sweetheart i didn't get to know patty before her illness but 
I remember when I first met her, I was like, oh, she's she's not sick. Like she's she's uh-huh. she, there's no way she's not sick because she had such a beautiful light about her, such a great energy about her. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really, really, really lucky to have met her and uh, spent the time that I did and had the conversations with her that I had. And she's a beautiful, beautiful person. And um, we're going to miss her. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, um, if there's anybody out there who was, um, there, and there are, and we've done shows. Um, we've also done events where we go and, and do fundraisers to try and improve the quality of life of those who are suffering through cancer and chemotherapy and for those who um, are family members of those who have to endure this as well. It's a very hard thing to do. And, and I know that I didn't live it, for instance, like my brother and his, and his wife did, but I could see it, Angel, in your, in your, in your face. In the, every Tuesday, you would tell me, after we're packing up and you're leaving Theo Luis's garage, you'd look at me and, and you'd say, Angel, man, you know, Patty's not doing too good yeah. right now, you know? Yeah. And I, and I could feel it in your voice. I knew that you've always been one, as much as you talk, talk, talk on the radio show, when it comes to saying things that mean something, you say them with fewer words. I was just having that conversation with uh, with Jackie before you showed up, didn't I, Jackie? Mm-hmm. I was telling it's her because I'm like Clint Eastwood, eh? That was a great story that Jose <laughs> shared with me. I think I'll share it for our listeners. Uh, it was it, it came in a time in a very particular time in my life where I had gone through probably it was probably my first real depressing time in my life, and I was a single dad for the first time <laughs> with a three year month old. I was uh, dumped and young, and so I was depressed and and I was out of work and. And I was kind of down on myself. But I was, you know, even though I was very depressed, I was trying to, you know, look at the line of the at, at, at silver lining. And then one day as I, as I wallowed in my pity at night, my brother shows up like at two or in the morning because <laughs> he worked like some swing shift or something. And, and Did I have a six pack? Eh? He showed up with a six pack. <laughs> and uh, he showed up with a six pack and, um, and uh, woke me up. Out of my sleep, and he walks in my room and says, uh, "Hey, man, uh, um, uh, you know, <laughs> get your ass up, dude." I'm like, "Dude, I'm sleeping." Hey, I don't talk like Spicoli. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you said, "Get up, dude." I'm like, "I'm sleeping." No, just get up, man. And he knew that I had been, you know, very upset and depressed, I guess, lately. And the thing I was trying to impress on on Jackie is that even though my brother and I are very close, believe it or not, we don't necessarily say a lot of words to each other when it comes to things that we're going through it's understood mm-hmm. so i never said to my brother dude man i'm freaking broke uh, my lady left me i don't have money for diapers i'm down on <laughs> life i'm looking up at the bottom i never said anything like that i've always just but my brother we know it and he we, he dragged me out to the front porch and um and um that's where i used to have my beer at and yeah and so he dragged my me mom there. always told me shit Pick up your cans, mijo. Mm-hmm. So he pick dragged, up your cans, eh? So he dragged me over there, and he told me to um, to have a drink. So we sat for a couple hours just talking about stuff. And my and, mom's from porch. And uh, yeah, and um, basically after a while, he he was saying to me, Jose, basically trying to tell me to warm up. I mean, just to be cheer up, Jose. We didn't do anything but be born, man. And all of a sudden, we're born, and we get all this attention. Our sisters are older than us. They were born before us, but we got all the attention. Why? Because we were born together. Did we do that? No. We were just born. But what it does for us is a self-esteem and confidence to have the attention that we did, even though we didn't deserve it. 
is a blessing. And that's what he was trying to tell me in his drunken wisdom. And so by the end of the conversation, I remember when, that. When, we were, when he was getting ready to leave, he, he gets up and he gives me 20 bucks. He starts handing me 20 bucks. Really? I gave you money? Yeah. <laughs> and that's rare. <laughs> it is rare. Be and, happy with the beer. Because eh? I did need diapers and stuff. I never told him. I need to buy diapers. And he said, here, man. I go, oh, no, 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 dude. It's cool, man. God will provide. And he looks at me and goes, he just did, asshole. <laughs> so, hey, so here's to all the angels that have left us and all the angels that sat by them and nurtured them and cared for them as they saw their last days. This is a song by Sarah McLaughlin. Patricia Guillermo Orizaba. Oh! 
Hug a twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. This is Melissa Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage where we broadcast every Tuesday night and we say hello to the world. Yes, we do. We, and we embrace it. <laughs> We embrace the world. A big ass bear hug. <laughs> and part of that air, air hug is uh, the air, shout. Air hug? Or a bear hug. Air hug. Hey, well, on the air hug, eh? Take that. Anyways, it's time for your shout outs. A shout out to brought to you by uh, Aladdin Jr.'s uh, Mediterranean Cuisine and Concert Venue. I'll give you more information later. But first, I want to give a shout out to. Papa Rio, hey man, I got your inbox. Sorry, I haven't got back to you, Holmes. Uh, but anyways, I'm glad you're there. Also, Rita Marin. Also, hey, Crumb Dog, Steve Crummy had his epic Labor Day weekend barbecue again. What's up, Crumb? He had it this weekend. Sorry we missed it, Holmes. Uh, but shout out to you and all the BP uh, people that were there. Also, a shout out to Luba Binga. Refresh your browser, Holmes. We're there, hey. Eh? Um, and Marie, Maria Hernandez, good to be in touch again. Also, a shout-out to Tori Kenyon, Diana Grunley, uh, Denise and Lane Genevieve, and a whole bunch of other people that uh, helped uh, uh, fund uh, uh, Patty's uh, memorial service. I didn't get all your names, but we love you guys. Thank you for your help on that. Do you have a shout-out, brother? I want to give a shout-out to all my friends. Uh, Rich DeAnda from Fox News Channel. I want to give a shout-out to... Eric Graychuk from Fox News Channel. Also, Jay Gray, correspondent from NBC News Channel. Uh, Craig Helfant from NBC News Channel. And everybody that worked hard at the Yosemite fires and Idaho fires. To all the firemen and firefighters and all the families that went out to support those firefighters. Gave them food and, and, and drink. Shout out to everybody. Hey, since you brought up food and drink, eh, I want to give a shout out to my mother-in-law. Eh? I just met her a few weeks ago. She's staying with us. Uh, uh, she can cook. Shoot! Right on. <laughs> Anyways, those are the shout outs, and they're brought to you by Aladdin Junior Mediterranean Cuisine and uh, Concert Venue. They're pretty cool. They're over at uh, downtown Pomona on 296 West 2nd Street in downtown Pomona. They got good selection of beer. The Mediterranean cuisine is good. And they got music on the weekends. That's 296 West 2nd Street in uh, downtown Pomona. 909-623-4333. That's Aladdin Jr., the second Mediterranean cuisine. We'll be right back. Shoo!
And welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we broadcast every Tuesday night from Theo Luis's garage where we bring you all the craziness that only the twins can do. And right now, uh, we right. bring in something else. Right to it. I like to let this thing breathe a little bit. Like wine? Like wine. Orale. Stroll it around in the glass. Take a sniff of it. Sip it. Savor it in your tongue a little bit. We are bit. talking about wine, right? We're talking about this groove. Because <laughs> it grabs you by the loins and goes, Ay. Ladies and gentlemen, straight out of Telemundo and NBC, multimedia journalist, friend of ours, and the girl with the skinny on the fatty, the girl with the news and dirty laundry, it's Jackie Casas. Woo. Hey, guys. It's nice to be back yes. in Theolisa's garage. You, I know you missed us. I missed you guys a lot. Because yes, your profile you. picture changed to the picture of us three, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I missed you guys. It's been too long you know, being it was together. What was it, like a month hiatus? Yeah, it was about a month hiatus, but it you know, it was time that we needed, and I'm glad that we're all yeah. back together again, yeah. guys. We are. So, Everyone should take so a break. Like, Every lover should break for a little while. <laughs> oh, is it like see other distance pe- makes the heart grow fonder? And type see other of thing? people. And see other people. <laughs> That's why Jose I sits. I haven't seen other people. That's why Jose sits so far away from you because he's a distance from you, and maybe you'll be <laughs> fond of him. Uh, <laughs> I'm very fond. Uh, FYI, did anybody see a comment on that photo of ours from Maria Guerra saying that Jose is a hottie? Oh, oh really? I didn't see that one. Wow. Yes. Oh, Thank said, you, Maria. She said it's probably because of the alcohol giving me the truth serum. But, uh, <laughs> Jose. Salud, eh, Maria? Salud. Thank you, Maria. She's one of our loyal listeners. Love Maria Guerra. Trust me, it was the alcohol. <laughs> it's something in your eye. All right, guys, so let's get started with some news Uh, and dirty laundry. Okay. President Obama, he announced a plan to attack Syria for its alleged use of chemical weapons, arguing that the United States had a moral responsibility to respond forcefully, but would not do so until Congress has a chance to vote on the use of military force. Dude, he can kill kids with a drone and let GMOs be in our food. Yet he has a conscience to go, you know, uh, go to another country. That's all BS. Here's a situation where um, uh, you and I agree. I think it's uh, yeah, uh, it's ridiculous what's going on. Clearly, clearly, uh, I've been saying it for a long time. It's it's uh, it's 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 really a backdoor to Iran, and uh, it's just a way to provoke Iran into war. Backdoor to Iran. Well, because if you attack Syria. Iran and Syria have a defense contract, and they will defend Syria. Iran mm-hmm. is a nuclear power that will defend Syria, who has allies like China and Russia. It would be World War Three. Mm-hmm. The reason why this is going on, and I'll tell you why it's been going on, it's because um, they have been utilizing, not, they have not been selling their oil using American dollars, which was a standard that got started in the 70s. These, these countries are pulling off and using their own currency to sell the, the oil, and America's getting pissed off about it, and that's what's going on. But you know what? To give us more insight on that, tonight on the show, in the second hour, we're going to be speaking with Middle East expert Lisa Deftari. She's been on Fox News Channel, MSNBC, and countless blogs and websites. You can see her on lisadeftari.com. She will be with us tonight to help hit us, hit us uh, you know, give us the, uh, the skinny on what's going on. But go ahead. 
so yes, like I said, um, this will not happen until Congress has approval of this uh, plan of attack from Obama. Lawmakers are scheduled to return from recess on September 9th, which is next week, uh, to begin what is sure to be a huge debate about the risks of injecting the U.S. into a conflict in which has a few reliable allies and enemies on both sides of the front lines. The, you know, the thing is, <clears throat> uh, we're, as a whole, we are stupid because because <laughs> war the US the US citizens we are stupid because war we've become uh, what's the word desensitized to it mm-hmm. it's become glorified and and so when they toss the word war around like it's nothing and yeah. so when when we hear it we're like oh you know Obama was thinking about Syria and then oh you know uh, well the Dodgers are winning it's you a know? very good point so uh, we're we're being pacified by our uh, our uh, American dream, while the U.S. is going into our schools, recruiting impressionable young students to go to the Army and Navy and, or Marines, and later on sending them to these wars that we don't need to have. So I'm disgusted once again at our, excuse me, fucked up politics. Wow. So, um, very well said. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they were the problem, agreeing. The problem I have is this. I have been posting things on Facebook about my disgust with this and how it's wrong. And everyone, which pisses me off, I'm starting to just, you know what? I'm getting pissed off. And I'm usually very, very um, uh, diplomatic on, the, on my Facebook posts. Uh-huh. But right now I will say, because you can hear, you will be able to hear the inflection in my voice. If I post things and I respond what I want to say on Facebook, it'll come off worse than it really is. The erection but, in your but, voice, but the inflection. Did you say erection? But what? But I am getting tired <laughs> of the stupid, stupid um, uh, references to George W. Bush, to whether or not my, my points of view were the same in uh, previous administrations mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Right now. If that's what you care about, then you're putting your head in the sand because we're going into World War III. We have our government that's spying on us. We have a government that's infringing on our First Amendment's rights. They're disarming us. They're not letting us know what's in our foods. And you're putting your head in the sand because of George W. Bush. You're the idiot. And I say that you, generally speaking, if that's what you want to worry about. Mm. I'm getting tired of those stupid arguments. Hey, if you want to argue my point of view... Argue some other place. I want to. Sh- I want to. I want to let people know what's going on. If you don't believe me, do the research. They, uh, mark my words. In the in the near future, if there is indeed some kind of revolution, per se, I'm not saying like a fighting one, but some kind of change. Mark my words, it's going to come out of Mexico. Uh, how's that going to do it? They don't have any power. We're all here, eh? <laughs> And and our and our families over there, eh? Watch, just mark my words, eh? The change, because the change that needs to happen is not a political one. Uh, the politics is bullshit. It's just not. Well, the 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 economic system, the political system, it all needs to be radically thrown away and changed. And uh, uh, and it's gonna and 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 we need to go back to our roots, back to the uh, the way it was in the days when we when we were. Uh, uh, more in, uh, aligned with Earth, aligned with each other, and uh, well, Mexico. And we, uh, we have a lot of indigenous here in the U.S. as well, and in and a lot of the in North and South, Central and South America. But Mexico is a large third world country, if you will, 
that is still in tune with a lot of its uh, uh, traditions and, and cultures and has uh, endured. And so I think they're going to be a big deal in the future if we can get those politicians, chase them politicians as uh, damn politicians. But anyways, Martin. if you want to know more about what's going on in the... Uh, uh, the Middle East, uh, someone who can explain it, but obviously, obviously much better than we can. Tune in uh, in our second hour as we will be uh, uh, talking to Lisa Daftari, and, uh Middle East expert. There you go. All right, guys, let's move on to our next story. Um, workers at McDonald's and other fast food chains conducted strikes and walkouts in nearly 60 cities across the United States last week, hoping for a supersize wage hike <laughs> that many would boost their hourly pay to $15 from the current federal minimum wage of seven twenty-five. The protest, which actually started last year in New York City, targeted fast food chains including McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, KFC, and Taco Bell. They are also uh, seeking the right to unionize. Unionize. <laughs> she said that all Spanglish. That's yeah, so ridiculous. <laughs> unionize. Unionize. That is so ridiculous. Churin, churin, chum flies. <laughs> <laughs> There's actual some speakers on behalf of New York City that have joined the hundreds and hundreds of workers that walked out last week uh, in support of the increase of their wages. They say that they are asking for what is an, uh, enough pay to survive in far as rent and, and food. They're asking for a minimum living wage. That is what is required for them to have a decent I'm life. with them on this. I'm with them on this. The minimum wage is ridiculous. And uh, so, you know, if they're out there and, you know, I think that they should, they should be awarded more money. Me too. I think I should be awarded more money, eh? Here's but I don't work at McDonald's. Here's a problem I have with that. Those jobs are meant to be uh, entry-level jobs, okay? And I'm sorry that you're stuck working at McDonald's and Burger King. Hold on, Angel. And trying to raise a family. But then, unfortunately, it's an entry-level job. Mm-hmm. You can't say to the, 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 the owner of, a, of your business, raise my 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 salary because I can't raise my family. Well, I'm sorry. If you're a dishwasher, you're getting paid what a dishwasher is supposed to get paid. You want to make more money, get another job, get a second job, or do something to become a more skilled worker and earn more money. That's the way it's supposed to be. If you do otherwise and just give them extra pay for crappy jobs, what's the incentive to, to get better in, in, in life? Jose, Jose, you're getting it all wrong, Jose. The the thing about it is entry level. We can sabe qué. There's entry level jobs all over the place. The problem is that entry level pays too low. Okay, it's, en- it's entry level. It pays too it's low. It's entry level. I'm not saying it's for jo- it's people Jose. that just got out of college. It's for people that are starting on a workforce. You're if you Jose, trying to, Jose, 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 trying- you already talked, Jose. You're in the dark ages, eh? Because. We are in a we're in, a, in an area in a time right now where cor- these corporations and, and specifically like McDonald's, okay, is making billions of dollars. So what? They're serving billions, okay. So the money is there. So the and and meanwhile, uh, there's more and more people that are making less money that is livable, whether it's McDonald's or not. So the issue is not oh, it's an entry level. The issue is make entry level wages higher. Okay, I'm not saying move that entry level position higher on the totem pole, 
And uh, uh, I'm, what I'm saying is it needs to be a higher wage for everyone across the board. I think that these people if, if uh, at McDonald's, if they achieve this, it will benchmark the rest of the minimum wage or entry-level positions, because there is indeed people out there what that... Do are, mean, what do you mean benchmark? What do you mean benchmark? Set the standard. Set the standard higher. Exactly. And guess, set what, the standard and guess what happens? So inflation. Inflation happens. Right. If you start paying the dishwashers $15 an hour, guess what you're going to be paying for your goddamn hamburger? Okay, my bad. Oh, oh, excuse me, Jose. Since you're not at an entry-level position and you are an Emmy Award-winning cameraman making a lot more than these entry-level... Uh, flipping burgers, McDonald's people, um, you don't want to pay more. So you, so you don't mind that they're in a poverty level. No, I'm talking in general. Yes. If, let me tell you. you uh, yes. In I'm, general, I not just me. I'm talking inflation across the country. That's what I'm saying. If, if of course I don't want to pay more. The reason why it needs to go up is because inflation goes up, okay. but the pay is not, Jose. Angel, here, let me say something. Here, let me say something. That's, that's I, not a good argument this, at Angel, all. This, all you're worried about is what's in your pocket. No, of course I'm worried. Everyone should worry about what's in your no. pocket. You're, you're, you know what? And See, let me, let me go. It let me just re- seems so wrong, Jose. No, oh no, no. They're like entry level flipping burgers. They don't deserve it. You might as well just say that. No, they don't deserve it. Go get another job. No, you think Angel, it's that easy, Jose. Here, let me come back. Let me come back to you. Listen to me. Listen to me. This so-called Emmy award-winning cameraman working in television in a career that I've been doing for twenty years. Guess what I did, Angel? Let me explain it. I worked at Burger King for three and a half years. I worked my way from a regular employee to a manager okay because because when well, let me tell you let me finish when i went in there I'm trying let to me, find a fan when for i you. went no when i went in there i made you know what i left a job that paid more i was a janitor and i got paid more as a janitor than i would have flipping burgers because i said i wanted to go into there and become a manager and i did i became a manager at Burking. i worked there three years and then i left there and eventually got into worked my way into other things and guess what angel when i Got into television. I was, a, you remember, I was a single dad with a three-month-old, uh, a three-year-old baby. Okay, and eventually moved to California, back to California with two kids and a single, single income, barely making ends meet, uh, eating dinner over candlelight, and saying to myself, "I'm going to do this. I got to make a career for myself because I have a family to raise." I didn't say, I'm, "Let me finish." I didn't say I'm going to Burger King and force them to pay me more. I went and I went without. But Jose, I went without power. I went without any my my kids. Jose, went, not everybody is you, Jose. But, but the point is, more people need to be like that because more people uh, are gonna, asking see, for. There it. it is. There it yes, is, Jose. But yes, not yes, every, but. Not unequivocally. Every well, it, it, more people need to be more ways. Like you need to be more ways too. But the thing is, not everybody is uh, has that kind of. Uh, and they're going to work that kind of King, And they shouldn't have babies. And they, that they should can't afford get, it. No, Charlie Jose, we we are human beings. We're going to reproduce, man. You you sound so. What's the word, man? I can't even find the word. Hey, eh? what's that word I'm looking for? You sound so not. Oh, arrogant, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, not everybody has I the need, ability to move up. Not everybody has the skills I to move that, up. Not everybody has the, uh, okay. the what you had, okay. Jose. Not everybody does. Okay. In fact, let me just let me just enlighten you, Jose. Most people don't. Okay. Okay. okay then and I most was, people and those people are are living below poverty level 
and and because inflation continues to go up, whether or not their wage doesn't. You, so you raise the, the wage, inflation will go up more. You're That's judging, Jose. Economics. You're judging. I think that the, that you're not valuing uh, uh, the people that are. Of course, I am. I flipped burgers. I did it. Not chatting. I flipped burgers. I made bombs. I work in landscape. I, I was a window cleaner. I clean. I was a janitor. Not, I did all that stuff. Are not taking. This I did in. it all by myself. Listeners, I was a single father. I did it all. Okay, now forget all the words. So I did. I was there. Forget all the so words I, you're saying. I, I know what it's but like. But just, but just feel the vibration from the words. Okay, let me let me do feel this. Feel the vibration I'm from gonna, the words. I'm gonna do it's that. That alone, it, it's got to be a bad sign. So listeners, don't listen to what he says, but feel that vibration and feel how it's not what you want. I think something we're overlooking also is not just the money, but the education. To me, I feel I I don't think they should get paid fifteen dollars an hour. I think that's a little bit too much for the education that's required for that job. There are high schoolers, there are part time workers that work there. There's also grown adult people that are just trying to support for their family. So I do think that they are getting paid below what anybody can survive. However, I think this should set uh, an indicator that we need more education available for people to get higher education to go into higher paying jobs so they won't have to work minimum wage at a Burger King or a fast food place. They make the the complaint that you don't know what we deal with. I, I think any job that you go into, you're going to deal with bullshit, wherever it may be. No, any but, job. But Absolutely. You know what? But still, I, I agree with you, Jackie. But minimum minimum wage still needs to go up, and we need to uh, 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 stop, uh, uh, not stray away from that. The minimum wage has to go up. Not to, everybody can, I can just do say these things. Um, I, and, and and for the for the for the lettuce pickers too, eh? I have something to say. Um, <laughs> uh, um, there was a, a very famous economist, um, uh, Weinstein, whatever his name was, um, in the '60s, who did an interview, and he talked about the minimum wage, and he said specifically. That raising, ironically, that raising the minimum wage, all the that does is actually discriminate against the very people it's supposed to help, i.e. minorities, i.e. unskilled workers. Because guess what? You're Mr. Burger King owner, a subway owner, and you have five people working for you, and the minimum wage goes up, right? Mm-hmm. So guess what happens? You need to probably lay off or fire someone because you can no longer afford the five people. You only afford four. Mm. So who do you decide to let go? Usually the least skilled worker goes. And that's why, Angel, if you keep Angel, if the minimum wage, let me finish, <laughs> mate. Let me, before you say it, let me, let me finish. I'm not saying that thing. But you're about to. If, you'll, if you raise the minimum wage, you price out the very people who deserve the minimum wage. It's not a good enough argument because you're still not going up. You're stopping at the franchise owner. You need to go up at the company, the corporation, and and dip into their pockets. Okay. Because they're the ones that are that are not only that are they're making outrageous amount of money. Okay. CEOs uh, of corporations make the uh, even in I have depressions. I have, I have makes the you. largest amount of I money have anywhere. You. Burger King, McDonald's are owned by franchise owners. And they're people like you and I, Angel, and the profit margin isn't very high because they're paying overhead on top of paying their dues to the corporation. 
That's, that's just what I'm saying, Jose. But no, Angel. It's exactly what I'm saying. The corporation needs, se debe de aflojar a little bit, eh? It, Let go of some of those dues and pay the people that deserve it. Because really, they're up there just because they went to college seven years. No, because. And they got, and they, and no, they you know a, why? And they did a good interview with if, some board member, and if, now they got on the board. If I. Chale, eh? If I. Oh, I went to college seven years. What about work, that mom that's been working there 10, 15 years, eh? How about the guy who puts the t- tens of thousands and millions of dollars into a company? Uh, assumes all responsibility of all the equipment, of all the customers that go in there, and all the employees that go That's in there. What I'm saying. Let me say it. And then if something happens, it's on his head. I deserve no. if I'm that no, owner. Jose, let me finish. I told let you, Jose, you got to go past him. No, I, go to the corporation. I, I, that's the, what I'm saying. The corporation is assuming all the risk. Oh, so the get corporation. Get that the risk. On their Angel, private jets and shit. I let you finish a sentence, Angel. I fucking let you finish a sentence. And you yeah, let me finish but you sentence. but you do like twenty of them, eh? No, but you know, at least I let you finish a damn sentence. At least you let me finish a sentence. That's why I start yelling and talking fast, dude. Let me breathe out a little bit. I want you to respond. Our but let me finish a sentence. But we're recording this show. <laughs> All right. What we're gonna do right now is we're gonna reboot the show because we're having some issues on the live issue. Okay. We'll be right back and. Uh, Stay tuned. Stay with us. We're going to have some more Dirty Laundry. We're going to have some Lisa Deftari. We're going to have some... Uh, oh, wait. Uh, 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 refresh. Actually, Lourdes says she can hear. She just said she can hear. Tell everybody to refresh. Oh, she can hear. Well, if you can hear, then um, then we, we're fine. Yes, we are. Okay, we're going to refresh.
and welcome to welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose and I'm Angel, and we got Jackie doing the news and dirty laundry right now. Hi, Jackie, you there? Hi, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, now we have rebooted and we have started the show, um, the the server again. If you guys hear us, uh, uh, let us know on the on the Facebook on TwinTalkCast.com um, or on Twin Talk Show on Facebook, and uh, and you know. Hopefully you hear us. Either way, if you don't hear us now, you could always catch our podcast because we record our shows for a podcast on TwinTalkCast.com. But anyway, we were having the discussion about uh, about uh, uh, the raising the minimum wage and how uh, I think that we shouldn't. My brother was saying that they should. And uh, off the air, my brother and I were both discussing or fighting over the fact that I feel my brother doesn't let me finish I feel that my brother doesn't let me finish a sentence, and I want uh, to finish a sentence so you can respond. I wasn't. You don't. We weren't fighting off the air because I turned. You know, you didn't know this, but I turned the music up real yeah. loud on my headphones because. Yeah. Well, I'm telling I didn't you, want you to bust you got, my flow. I want eh? to hear your response because that's what the show's about. But you got to let me finish a sentence, Angel, because that that's not a debate. That's not a discussion. And I, frankly, I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I just want to have a good discussion for for our listeners. I know you don't care if you're right or wrong, but you don't realize that you do the same thing when you interrupt me as well. Uh, yet yet you, you the, yet you monopolize the whole show and every segment you think with your talking. But you know, it's a matter of perception, isn't okay, it? Okay, you run the show then. I'm trying to move the show along. That's all I do. Oh, I'm okay. not trying to monopolize. So now you're changing but when it comes subject, No, but babe. when it comes to debating, I want you to talk. I really do. Oh, but, but thank I, you, Jose. You know, thank you for doing me the you favor. Know, eh? And what sucks is that whenever I have a debate with other people with outside of here at work, I feel so I can actually speak and and say it at a pace. And I because people and are polite listen. to you. No, eh? because because they're afraid because of you. Because eh? you're all passionate. No, because they are polite, <laughs> just like I am polite. It's cool. So you need to listen. I'm dead serious on this, Angel. This has been going on for too long. I really want to be able to pace. I have to, whenever I debate here, I have to raise my, my temperature and my speed, and I don't like it. I want to be able to talk and breathe it out. I Just let that happen. I promise I want to hear you. I promise. So moving on with the pace. <laughs> what was I say? What was I say? What was let's, I say? Let's move on to the next story. Pace, New York City. Let's talk about some <laughs> really something really, really nice about dreams coming true and never being too old to do anything. Diane Nyad has dreamt of swimming from Cuba to Florida for three and a half decades. And Whoa. finally, on her fifth attempt, the 64-year-old woman completed the swim. What? From where? Where? From Cuba to Florida. That's 110 miles. Yikes, That eh? she swam without a shark cage, dealing with weather, dealing with jellyfish stings, dealing with sunburns, water burns, all sorts of elements, and she completed it. This is her fifth time trying to make that swim. Okay, right. how, old, how, how old is she? She is 64 years old. Here's what I got to say about that. For all you people who like to make fun of Las Hueras Saladas, that <laughs> white girl, 67-year-old white lady, a salada. So that's why I back up my <laughs> white folk. She uh, made her first attempt at 28 years old, and she's had different elements. Last time, she got a really, really, really bad burn. She had a bunch of stings from jellyfish. I think along- you brought it up. Along along the swim, um, so this time she had a specially made uh, silicone mask to protect your face. Yeah, um, <laughs> Aquaman mask. <laughs> here's what here's what I gotta say. It took her fifty three hours. Wow, fifty three hours all? straight. What do you mean that's all? That's over two days swimming. But, but 
swimming for but, over two days. Yeah. For all, listen, well, for all take, you, to me it would seem it would take longer, eh? For all what, of you, paisas. What was, the, hey, what was the name of that little that little kid? Elian Gonzalez. Was he there was with th- the dolphins helping? I was thinking the same thing. No. Hey, he you know, for there. all you paisas and little uh, uh, the you know, complainers at McDonald's because you can't make ends meet and you need fifteen dollars an hour, uh, and you got to do this and you got that. Hey, this little old lady, sixty-seven-year-old white lady, swam across the freaking shark-infested waters between Cuba and the Florida Keys. If she can do it, you guys can get up your ass and 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 get a better job and get a better skill. That's all I got to say. She has been. I did it. And I was a single dad. She has been working on this for over three decades, and, and she, she did it. And she did it. Even Obama actually tweeted to um, congratulations <laughs> to Diana Naya. Never <laughs> give up on your dreams. Was he doing that while right before he was pushing the button? Oh <laughs> Lord! But so, I'm sorry, ma'am. But I gotta go. I'm about to push the button. And she even said it herself. She said she even said it herself. You're never too old to live your dreams because this was her dream that she always wanted to swim shark cage free from Cuba to Florida. And congratulations to Diana for making that happen today. Moving on, guys. Well, you know, I don't know. Eh? She was she was trying to leave the U.S. Eh? No, <laughs> she was looking for a job over. Yeah, because she, the minimum wage is too damn low. In because this is US. a socialist government now under this administration. Oh, That's why. God. You know? Okay, let's move on to some sexy news. Okay. Thank you, Jackie. It has <laughs> finally happened. Fifty Shades of Grey what? has finally casted their two main character roles. Which what did you guys is read? what is Fifty Shades of Grey? Isn't okay. that like? A song by Procore Ham. <laughs> Why you, you got the wrong music on, Jose. It's it's, it's a dirty laundry. Uh, okay, eh? fine. It's a trilogy. It was a trilogy written written by um, the author E. L. James. It uh, I think it came on the scene a couple years ago, and it just blew up. It just blew up. It's um. Is it a TV thing or a movie? It's thing? A, it's, it's, a, it's a book. It's a trilogy oh. book series. It's a series. Okay. So it's three books. And it's um. It's a book. Let me tell you. It's basically just a book with a lot of steamy love scenes for all those women that are in wanton heat because they're not satisfied. But no, so that's not true. And, and it's all, a very. It's an interesting love story with a lot of steamy. With sex a lot scenes. of steamy sex. For all those and women, it's not like your typical. For all those you know, women who say they don't like sex because they're good girls. I'm sorry. All women are bad girls. Dressed in good girls I and sheep's it. clothing. So hey, that's all they all they are. So they're making a movie. So they're making a movie. The trilogy was it's the most they, um, they popular. They already did. It's called Wild. What's that orchid? <laughs> or nine weeks? Nine and a half <laughs> weeks. Eh? Are they going to have Mickey Rourke on there, dude? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be dirty. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> He's ugly now. The too. book was extremely. It did very very well. So they decided to make a movie out of it. The movie will be released next summer. However, the there was big talk for months and months and months about who's going to actually play the characters. So the the two main characters, the guy and the chick, uh, Anastasia Seal Steele. She's the the girl. She's going to be played by Dakota Johnson, which is the daughter of Don Johnson. I really? I didn't know. Yeah, Don Johnson. She, does she wear I, I socks? I got to say something. Is she going to be wearing socks? I got to say something. <laughs> I've, I, good point. I've, I've got to say, I was, uh, I've been Netflixing the, the Miami Vice series. Uh-huh. Okay, it's so tchotchke, but so good. <laughs> it really is. Because it was in Arrows in the I 80s. I don't know. Don, so Don Johnson, Melanie Griffith, that's the Kate, Kate uh, Dakota Johnson. That's their, I didn't know Don Johnson uh, and Melanie okay. Griffith got together. Interesting. Don Johnson got together with a lot of people. 
Oh. Um, Melanie Griffin was the one, the, the previous. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Because um, she's with Antonio Banderas. I, I also now. just started. She left him for Antonio. Hey, Jose, who, <gasps> we don't want to hear you. Know, we want to talk about really? the dirt. Really? She left him for Antonio Banderas, you and see? then she got you a see? tattoo with Antonio Banderas. You see what I'm talking about? You see? He I doesn't know. realize that I have the power. I could turn off his mic. I remember I that she got the tattoo, but I didn't know that she left Don yeah. Johnson for Antonio. She Benito. did. Mm, she did. That Latin lover. Uh-huh. But I got to tell you, mm. I think <laughs> I really feel. I hate to say it because I like white girls, but when Antonio Banderas came into the scene, he was this Latin lover, suave guy. Mm-hmm. He really went below his league on her. She's a dingy. <laughs> She's dingy. Yes, I, I feel. You, I agree with him on that. She's not. I would have went. He could have. When Antonio Banderas came on the scene, he had his pick of the litter. Yeah, he came in. Not only that, she's seconds. Oh, you that know? is true. Yeah, and she's not a really good actress either. No, she's not. She's not a really good actress at all. I don't even know what she's done in the last twenty years. Like I'll I, tell you what, she's John, done. John, she's what, done him. She's done. <laughs> she's done collagen and Botox. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> I just watched Don Johnson on Django Unchained. Okay. Oh, uh-huh. yes. Awesome, dude. Yeah, he did really good. Oh, my God. What yeah. a movie. Was he wearing socks on that one? I don't know, but he was wearing a, a KKK mask. Did he roll up his own cigarettes? That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and then the guy, the guy character, which is Christian Grey, which we're all salivating to know who is going to play Christian Grey. Because Christian Grey, he's really the he's character out of the trilogy. The he's stud. so, like... Sexy and you—he's such a. Does he have a, dreadlocks too? No, he doesn't have dreadlocks. Oh, then how sexy could he be? He's, eh? a, he's sort of—he's <laughs> sort of a bad boy in the beginning, in the sense that he's not—I don't know, whatever. So you have to read the book. But then at the end, he's like this sweet. You, you know, read it? Part, I did. You I know, read it's the, funny. I read the trilogy in like four days or something. That's really? why women. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> that's why women are so always. End I read it when I was single. Not a good this idea. This is why. This is why. Not a good idea. As she, as she fans herself right yeah. now. She's totally fanning herself right now. This is why women continue to date the wrong guy. Because these books. What's show wrong them, with dreadlocks? This eh? is why. This is why. Because these books and these movies portray these bad guys. They're really sexy and they're really. The perfect, and then what happens? There's always a girl who changes him, and in real life, uh, you can't change a bad guy. Uh, a I bad see. guy's a bad guy. So who's playing this bad guy in the movie? Oh yes, <laughs> I just so got caught up in thinking about Christian Grey. I forgot to you even say her, who's playing you see her? him. She's, She's got a dreamy <laughs> look on her. <laughs> okay, so the guy that's gonna play him is Charlie Hunam. Hunam. Charlie Hunam. 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 He's the guy that from. That sounds like a dip, eh, for my pita. <laughs> He's the guy that um, plays Jax in Sons of Anarchy. He also just came out in the summer movie Pacific Rim. Got in Sons of Anarchy. He's, He's got the, the long guy. gray He's hair, a long, uh, long blonde hair. The long blonde hair. Okay. He's uh, the son of um, I don't know what his character's name. He looks like Seagal. Thor. Kind of like kind Thor. Kind of like Thor. Yes, yes. And he just came out in Pacific Rim this summer. I he think does that was look the like first film. he looks like he would be on one of these romance novel cover <laughs> cover books. Yeah. So right, like. For months, there was no uh, clue as to who would actually play these characters. They had a couple of mentions of names of who they would want, like Ryan Gosling as Christian Grey. Um, but this is finally, it's been announced by the author. And how are people receiving it? Are the girls excited about the uh, casting on this or what? what you know about what? You? I, I'm real, I think they're, I don't know about Dakota Johnson, the chick, because I'm not really too familiar with her. But I'm familiar with Charlie. I think he's perfect because he's not 
too famous. So is that who you were imagining when no, you were reading it? No, no, no. No, that was not who I was picturing. <laughs> it was a, sort of a different look where I was imagining in my head. What were you, who, what did he look like in your head? He had darker hair yeah. when I imagined him. Yeah. Because yeah, the whole blonde. Did he have dreadlocks? <laughs> No dreadlocks. <laughs> so everyone's going, ex- all the Fifty Shades of Grey fans are going crazy that they're actually <laughs> announced who will play these characters. But it's sort of a, you know, a, a mix that I've seen so far. But I don't know if you guys have a comment. Let, let us know uh, on their Twin Talk Facebook wall yeah. what you think. And we want to remind people that you can always uh, leave a message or make your comments or questions on our Facebook wall on Twin Talk Show. Also, give us a call at 626-275-8946. Hey, I want to say that uh, my wife, Lourdes, is uh, listening with her mom, uh, my mother-in-law. Hi, Doña Mari. Te quiero mucho. Doña Maria es- se fue a la playa, se fue a la playa, se uh, fue a bañar. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> Lourdes says, hey, mom says you sound like you did at the pool on Sunday. Ha, ha, ha. Because uh, we were we were debating How did we sound at we the were pool? debating at the oh pool. you were there huh yeah oh shit yeah okay you remember that I remember also, also Billy Scott said that he can barely hear me at the moment um, and he's feeling sad tell him to check his balance because it's actually coming out really good right here I've already okay. hey check your balance hey eh? but uh, can you do the figure four in the uh, alphabet backwards too. <laughs> Check your here's a here's a song for Doña Maria. Your balance, eh? <laughs> hey, Doña Maria. Doña Maria. I know Lourdes and Doña Maria are dancing right now. Doña Maria se fue a la playa. Doña Maria. Saludos, Doña Maria. Saludos. Uh, so there you go. That's the casting. Like I said, they're super excited about the Christian Grey one. Not so much for the Nastasia uh, casting uh, with the Don Johnson love child. You know what, though? I think that it, any girl that they would have casted, the the majority of the women would not like him. Like yeah, him. because they'd probably be jealous about the nipple clamps. And, <laughs> nipple clamps? I you gotta ca- read. You've got to read the book. Amy. You have to read the book. Really, Angel. nipple clamps? Yeah, just to start, dude. To take notes, <laughs> just to start. Just to start. I don't know. Is that? Can is you that, just? Wait, can hold you, on a second. I might turn to ask her a question. Can you just put? Give it to Angel, me. Angel, wait up and show me the parts that I need to go. Angel, to. so <laughs> no, so, that's the thing. It's like back to back. It is like. So is that something that back that to back women like? The like do women like nipple clamps? I don't want to say that we all do. <laughs> I just want to say that in the book, in the setting, that you know what it is. It was intriguing. It wasn't the nipple clamps. It was that Christian Grey is very dominating. He has a very like his role. He's very aggressive. He's aggressive. Sexually he's aggressive. Sexually aggressive. He's dominating, and he like will handle your ass. And us women. Like to be handled. We like to do that. I know. I know that. For the most part. So it wasn't necessarily the nipple clams or That's the, why I have said over and over again. Or the when paddle I, swatting or the... When I was in high school, I did got no chicks because I was cups. being the nice guy. No. If I'd have known well, that... See, we like that. We like that. No, you don't. We like you, you to be think nice. You think you do. But then once you're going to like go no, into the bedroom or the coffee table, you need to handle you it. You don't get to you the bedroom because be you're too nice. You got to be, be mean. You got to be mystique. That's not true. Mystique. Do they have pictures in that book? <laughs> no, there's no pictures. But there is um, 
But there, the cover of it is actually a tie, and there's a tie that he uses. You know, to, the, you to, could use it. You could go to the book purpose book. They have two versions of the book. For the men, they have one with a package of baby wipes, so the pages don't stick. <laughs> okay, on to the next one. So it's a, it's a very, very, very uh, steamy, steamy sh- um, book. You should really read read it, Angel. Dude, my Trilogy. Glasses, my glasses. I are swear, right I read through it in like four days. It was like back to back to back, quivering and shit. Love Ooh. it. Like in the book, it back said to quivering. Back to back quivering. It said quivering. Your quivering loins. Because <laughs> he does it everywhere, which is awesome. <laughs> no, it isn't. Why do women say it's awesome when they read the book, but then when you want to do it everywhere, they're like, oh, not here. Oh, no, someone's going to catch us. Oh, no. That's part of the fun. <laughs> of the, the, live dangerously. But then when you really want to do it, they don't want to. Hey, Billy says, aha, I got long, dark hair. Ah, there you go, Jackie. Billy. She was imagining you, Billy. That's hey, Billy says he got it fixed. Was it your balance fixed? Uh, Billy, did you have to check the balance? Because I knew it was coming out even on my end, brother. All right, on to the next one. We got to go. Okay, guys. This is the last one of the night. And this one has caused some controversy. There's a growing initiative by some schools across the country that has students and parents upset. The schools are measuring students at an annual weigh-in and sending reports home Telling parents whether their children's um, body mass index is healthy or dangerous. That's good. Why are they getting mad? Because that they're saying that they're placing the children under too much stress and they're isolating them as being the too skinny, too fat students of the class. They might be stigmatized. Well, it should be done like, uh, I, I imagine it's done like, uh, what's that word? Uh, discreetly, right? No, that's the problem. It's that they're invading on their, um, uh, on their civil rights. You How's know? that, dude? It's PE, dude. Physical education. No, but but they should ask permission before they do these things. It's I understand. So I agree. Education. I agree with you. There should be more. All you do is measure them and weigh them. Yeah, but it's I, not like you're taking blood or anything. On top of that, some of these students that are getting these, what they're calling, quote-unquote, fat letters, they're as young as six years old. But you know what? There are kids that are way fat. And, I, and, and, and the thing about it is that it's an epidemic in the United States. And I think it's good that we're doing this because how do you know how well your car is doing if you don't have any gauges? Okay. Our food supply sucks. Our, and, 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 and it's causing diseases and it's causing obesity in our children. And maybe instead of the parents getting mad of this at, at the schools, they should get mad at the food supply. Because, yes, there are choices, but not as much. No, I, I agree with you on partially on par, uh, part of that. I agree that there, uh, we're being, um, we don't have a choice. Our choices of healthy foods are slimming down because we don't even know what are their foods. But we are a more educated um, society than most and than other societies and there's no excuse for educating yourselves uh the schools should not be uh infiltrating themselves as far as uh forcing kids to do things like this but but parents should expect to do it themselves it's, it's something there are things that the schools shouldn't do but the parents should i don't see nothing wrong with this this is part of educating when you educate children in school you're also educating their parents you're teaching their children how to teach i mean the parents how to help you teach them and so if if it has to come up and and it's not invasive it's not an invasive thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's great. And hopefully it continues to wave some red flags out there. But we got to wave the right one. But and it's not the one that, oh, they're invading my privacy. 
Some people have said that the BMI, which is the body mass index, uh, the readings aren't exactly accurate, and it's not. It's a flawed system to see where you are in the weight. But here's the deal with this: it it has bigger repercussions, Angel. And I believe that there's what repercussions. Let me see what you see. What you're doing? What repercussions? I'm getting to the point. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You realize that that's what I'm saying, Angel. That's what I'm saying. Okay, it has bigger repercussions because that's what it's about. Understand that we're about to in, embark on the biggest socialist uh, movement ever, which is Obamacare. Obama, the government's going to be taking over our health care. What is the number one killer of Americans? What is it? It's heart disease. Heart disease. Caused by obesity. So when the schools are measuring the body mass index of all these kids and realize that three of your four kids are overweight and obese, the government will then say, I'm going to start, can, can then say, I'm going to start rationing your your, your input of French fries. I'm going to start controlling your this. You understand what's going on. Us, the schools are public and government institutions, and the government now runs health care. Understand that when money, the government's going to spend tons and tons of money on heart disease, and they're going to say, your kids are, are too fat, and they're going to control you. Jose, that's a great story, but it's all speculative. Okay, uh, uh, the uh, fact is now, the fact is now that the U.S. is one of, now the second, it used to be the first, Mexico's the first now, mm-hmm. Jackie told us, uh, but the second fattest country in the I, U.S. and, and the world, and, okay? And, and, so, and that's up to the so Americans. Let's talk facts. It's up to the Americans. So let's talk facts. School is where you learn, and this is non-invasive. To, and and if and if the parents get upset, it's because it's a reality check on them because they're probably fat too, and they're probably not eating right either. But you know what? Unfortunately, you can't let you, the parents get you mad. Can't Save te- the children, Angel. You can't teach to the Save lower the children, Angel. You can't teach to the lower mean. You have to expect the people to rise up. Otherwise, lower mean. Yes, you're talking like lower. Me, low, okay, what do you mean uh, lower mean? Okay, let me explain it. I'm I'm glad you ask. And, and that means that I have an opportunity to respond, right, Angel? Jose. With a full sentence, right? Jose. Here it is. Jose, stop being sarcastic. Here it is. If you te- you're, 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 you're high mean. Here's the, here's <laughs> the thing. The lower means means the lower average. The majority of the parents, you're absolutely right, are a lot of them are, are uh, there's a lot of apathy among them and lack of education. But, but there are a lot of parents who are involved in their kids' lives and do take conscientious efforts to provide for the kids mentally, physically, psychologically, spiritually, and otherwise. And what happens is you also intrude on their personal rights. How, you dude? That. You weighed a kid. How many times have you because been weighed in school? We've been weighed in school. Yeah, but body mass we, index. We, we used to do. We used to do. Might as well take Might as well take DNA. Shit. And then, and if you didn't win, you didn't make that many push-ups. Everyone knew how many push-ups you did and how many you didn't. Might as well do. And my, oh, that's impeding. Oh, he's weak. This is this is wrong. This is like weak. We, you know, if the people are getting mad, and I don't think they're they're the lower mean. If if if. If the if we are the fat, one of the fattest countries in the world, we are uh, those people are not the lower mean. Okay, they're the ones, the majority. No, no, but the lower mean in education, Angel, in education and the apathy. there's nothing mean about education. Whatever, right? let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all that I have for you guys tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh, we got to go. Okay, so you know what? Thank you. That's uh, Jackie Casas once again with the news and dirty laundry. We miss you, Jackie. I miss you guys too. I'm miss glad you, baby. we're back. 
We're running behind, so what we're going to do real quick is we're going to go straight <laughs> to our music break. And when we come back, we have uh, from uh, uh, Middle East expert from uh, Fox News Channel, MSNBC, and LisaDeftari.com, a very good friend of ours, Lisa Deftari. Also, Angel? Uh, Jackie Hadnot, uh, artist, wood carving artist, and uh, he's here around. We'll talk to him when he comes. We'll, we'll be back. right back. This is Melissa Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in.
Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And as you can hear, it's the Imperial March. Uh, Everybody refresh your browser. Refresh your browser. What's going on? If they can't hear us, they can't hear you say it. Uh, I'm, hopefully, I'm hoping that once they refresh, it will refresh you out of the uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> what you hear is the Imperial March, but it's also impending doom. Uh, right now, it's a track by John Williams, uh, commonly, I mean, uh, popularly known as uh, Darth Vader's theme. But that's because it's the evil Lord Vader's attack on the the poor. Uh, it's because, indeed, the U.S. is one of those imperialistic countries. <laughs> okay. And, uh, I mean, don't, don't get on, on me. I love this country. It's beautiful. But I love the world. And I don't think that uh, we should get in war in Syria or anywhere else. The reason why we're bringing this up is because uh, uh, Jackie Casas uh, brought up on our headlines today. Everyone's talking about it. Um, uh, uh, an impending attack on Syria due to an alleged or a reported uh, chemical attack on civilians. And uh, to help us kind of uh, understand what's going on and maybe the repercussions of it and uh, what and what have you, on the air with us right now from uh, LisaDeftari.com. She's been on Fox News Channel, MSNBC, several blogs and other radio interviews. Our very good friend, Lisa Deftari. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi, welcome back. Thanks so much for getting uh, coming on the air with us. Hey, uh, Lisa, Jose forgot to mention that you were also uh, uh, the one of the 30 best, uh, uh, one of the 30 sexiest women in political television. Yes, and you were what, like number six, huh? <laughs> that's, that's, Thanks so much, guys. That's true. Let's reiterate that uh, 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 Lisa Destari was also named. Well, out of one out of thirty women, uh, sexy women in politics, she was named number six, and I, I, I thoroughly agree, my dear, thoroughly agree. But anyway, um, thanks for being on the show with us. Um, I, I, we were just chatting about what to talk about. There's so many different facets to what's going on. You know, conspiracy theories aside, and what have you. What are the nuts and bolts of what is going on right now with this impending attack uh, against Syria? Um, in terms of, you want me to summarize what's going on? Yes, a quick summary so that people oh, understand. Very quick summary. So basically, this has been over two years now where uh, the Syrian regime has been trying to hold on to power. The Iranian regime is helping, in, uh, along with Russia. The Iranians have brought in Hezbollah and the Revolutionary Guard forces. So that's one side. On the other side, you have... Um, what started out to be the Syrian opposition. It started out to be an Arab Spring with an opposition that wanted Assad gone. They wanted to push him out of office the way that, you know, Libya and uh, Tunisia and Egypt succeeded in doing and in, in toppling their dictators. But Bashar al-Assad is uh, stubborn and he's staying in place and he's getting some help from his friends. But um, over time, the opposition on the ground has been infiltrated by Al-Qaeda and other extremist forces. So you have terrorists fighting terrorists. So now what's um, going on is uh, uh, the U.S. had been supporting the the so-called Arab Spring and those against uh, Hassad. But now we are uh, by default supporting the terrorists who are our enemies. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, it's hard to, uh, this is uh, one of those conversations where there's just so many shades of gray, um, not 50 shades of gray, this is much, <laughs> <laughs> not as fun to talk about, uh, but uh, yeah, in all, all seriousness, it's a very, very 
um, sad, tragic situation where over 100,000 people have been killed over the last 29 months. But more recently, um, you know, the international community and the U.S. in particular has gotten uh, quite interested in uh, the use of chemical weapons. Um, and that's the red line that President Obama drew. Well, let, me, let, me, let me cut to the chase. Should yeah. we? Should the United States be involved? Uh, be involved, um, perhaps. There are people who believe that we should become, you know, isolationists once again, and then not and stop policing the world. Because when we do get involved, it obviously backfires, and we can take a look at, uh, you know, our experiences in Afghanistan and Iraq and and Libya, and and and, and look at those failures. But uh, the attacks that they're proposing, that President Obama and Secretary Kerry have have proposed, uh, are are following in the in the same steps as those other examples I just mentioned, only right. because. The one similarity is that there's no strategy. We know how to go in. We don't know how to get out. We don't know how to finish up the job. So, in effect, we could, you know, have these targeted attacks. Uh, but what will the backlash be? What will the retaliation be? What let's, will we effectively do? Let's talk you about know, that. Unleashed, let's talk yeah. about that. I'm sorry to interrupt because, uh, again, a let's lot make of, this fast because I got a bit of a Chicano spring myself. I got to go to the restroom. <laughs> a lot of people are saying because. Uh, um, Syria has uh, a sort of a pact with <laughs> Russia for defense and um, and and uh, Iran that that if we, if Obama even shoots that fa- that that missile across the bow as he likes to say that it will provoke Iran into retaliation for against exactly. Israel and then retaliation right. causing a, a world war 3 is that is that plausible That's exactly the case that we're looking at Already, they've come out and, and, and warned us that there will be retaliation. And let's look at the, the facts here. Why hasn't President Obama showed any interest in getting involved over the last few years? Because of very valid reasons, right? The, the, the reasons being he doesn't want the weapons to get into the hands of, of the terrorists on the ground. He doesn't want the chemical weapons to be passed off to terrorist groups. He doesn't want, let's say, uh, Assad to be removed and for al-Qaeda to take over the country uh, of Syria. You know, he doesn't want to provoke the Iranians in, in the proxy war uh, that they're, they would be fighting in Syria. How are any of these elements changed over the fact that the Syrians use chemical weapons? None of those facts change. Very those good facts point. remain the same. And only will get worse because, as you mentioned, uh, it's only going to uh, embolden uh, the terrorist elements within these groups, it's going to embolden the Syrian regime. Uh, and for what? A slap on the wrist because the president drew a red line? And I think what's going on right now is that he's become very tentative because since when do we talk about strikes and then talk about strikes and then talk about strikes right. and then wait till September 9th to have, you know, Congress come back and, and, and talk about strikes. Right. So, you know, in effect, if we're going to do something that is actually going to have some sort of ramification, the Syrians already had plenty of time to move these assets. They have plenty of time to plan and plot retaliation. And we're just standing idly by. Perhaps the this, president re- regrets making that kind of, uh, you know, ultimatum. Let's talk about that because it was what a year or so ago that the president drew that prophetic uh, red line. Um, and right. do you th- uh, is it true that he spoke off the cuff and now he regrets it? Yeah, you know, wh- let's look at why he even drew that red line. He was getting so much pressure. He was he was candidate Obama once again. 
and he was getting a lot of pressure from a lot of leaders and probably the, the, the most pressure from, from Mitt Romney, right. who, said, who called him out on it and said, look, you're not doing anything about the children dying in Syria. And he didn't do anything about the children dying in Syria or the 100,000 children and you know, adults, you know, the, the Syrian people who died uh, over the last two years. But now I mean, he only drew a line about chemical weapons, probably hoping and crossing his fingers behind his back that chemical weapons wouldn't be used. And guess what? This week wasn't the first time the chemical weapons were used. So why weren't those inspectors on the ground, you know, a year ago or again nine months ago or again three months ago? I'll tell you why. Because I believe that this president is delusional. He really believes that the Arab community uh, respects him. And I think so did the last president. No, but, you know, they respect strength. They respect. And the one before that. But they do. They respect strength. They respect when somebody says, I'm going to get you if you don't chill, that they're going to get him. And they don't respect him because they call this the paper tiger. I think this president is the paper tiger. What Absolutely. Is paper he's, 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 yes. Nothing. Nothing. My, brother, <laughs> my brother's uh, perplexed here. I'm perplexed. Oh. So, no, I think that, you know, he's just not as, as, as seasoned as he should be. And I'm not saying that he's being dealt an easy, uh, you know, uh, easy two terms in terms of foreign policy. I mean, the uproar. Uh, and the turmoil in the Mideast is something that we have not seen in, 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 in forever, ever, right, you know. Right. So um, I, I do know that it's a difficult situation, but in terms of foreign policy, I mean, it's, there's a right way and wrong way, and there's a, there, there should be some lessons learned. I mean, he was so quick to pull the rug out from under Mubarak in Egypt, and look what happened. The Muslim Brotherhood was hovering overhead, and everyone in this, not everyone, but many people on the left, we're so quick to speak so positively of the Muslim Brotherhood, and even some on the right, including John McCain, who is now for these strikes as well. Right. Uh, and you have, you know, you have people like Hillary Clinton wanting to befriend the Muslim Brotherhood, and then look what happened. And you know, thankfully, the Egyptian people were extremely resilient, extremely focused, and they said, "This is not what we came out into the streets for, and this is not what we're going to settle for." So a year of that type of leadership was enough for them, and they revolted once again. So we're not, you're not, you might not have that kind of luck in these other countries. So you, and you have a lot of other elements that are mixed into the equation here. And the largest and most dangerous uh, element of all being the Iranian regime's involvement. And the bottom line regarding the Iranian regime is that should we strike, they will go on with their nuclear agenda. Should we not strike, they will go on with their nuclear agenda. Exactly. So that has nothing, <laughs> nothing. to do yes. with how uh, they want to warn and deter the Iranian regime. It I has think, nothing I, to do. I think that what really is the motive, I, I have a little bit more of a conspiracy theory attitude to it. I really do believe that somehow the uh, the administration wants Syria to become, I mean, uh, uh, Iran to become involved in this conflict, because then it will justify a military action against Iran, which they can't justify up to this point. Does that sound uh, crazy I to mean, you? It could be, but it doesn't seem that that's what their interests are, is they're constantly talking about engaging the Iranian regime. You know, and you know, in the aftermath of 9-11, it was Tony Blair who first came out and said, you know, we're not touching Iran. So quickly. Yeah. So quickly. Without even doing any research, without without really understanding that the root of the matter was with the regime in Iran, right, right. So, and later there were there were theories later on that, that Bin Laden was being held in Iran, and yeah. then later moved to Pakistan, and, and and things like that. 
So I mean, they're uh, I don't I just I don't know how they're doing their calculus. But now <laughs> the one thing that we know is that it's incorrect in 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 claiming that the use of chemical weapons changes this equation right, right. because it really doesn't change a lot of the realities on the ground. I, you know what I think? I think the U.S. is just a big bully. They want to unstabilize uh, Are you countries. Are me? A big bully? Yeah. The They're U- getting bullied around. The, no, Charlie, <laughs> the, the U.S. They're is like a bully. Former, you know, I'll tell you who the U.S. is. The U.S. is like... The 50-year-old guy who shows up at the bar with his, like, wrinkled arms and tattoos who used to be the big bully, <laughs> but he still thinks he's the big bully, but he's really just a loser that everyone's laughing at. <laughs> Lisa, one question, and boy, I do, do I love having these conversations with you. Um, one, I want to have a beer with Lisa. Yes, I like that analogy there, <laughs> eh? Lisa, one last question. Um, what is the... Uh, the popularity or lack of popularity, what is the, the common people's reaction to what's going on in your uh, observation? In the region? And no, I'm talking in, 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 the the United, like, in the United States. Oh, what, in the United yes. States. Oh, okay. I see, actually, to be honest, like, I, I, I am happy about one, one of the side effects of this entire conversation and, and, and the Syria um, uh, discussion in, in that you, know, you see the left and right and middle coming together and, and talking about this for the most part, for the most part, and talking about this as Americans and not as leftists and rightists, although, you know, there are exceptions to that, you know, right. in terms of where people stand, and some people will, will blindly support President Obama, and some right. people will blindly, um, you know, oppose anything that he does and reject everything that he does, but hopefully we can have an honest conversation um, about what would be the best for U.S. interests in terms of keeping us safe both abroad and at home, uh, and what would be best for you know uh, a long-lasting solution for the Syria problem that's going to go beyond the next few months. Well, uh, Lisa, you always bring a good conversation and a lot of great points to this. Um, I know that uh, I have... As much as I like to think I know what's going on, I always learn something when I speak with you, and it clarifies things. Thanks so much for being with us on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We really got to get together and have that lunch, and uh, it'll be I, on me. I would love that. Ah, you're so sweet. I would love that. Check out Lisa Deftari on Fox News Channel and all the other stations. Also go to lisadeftari.com. Thank you so much, Lisa. My pleasure. Uh, bye-bye. Bye, guys. There you go. There you have it. Lisa Deftari. She's the best, dude. She's so smart. She makes me. I like, like that analogy of the beer. That was a good analogy. <laughs> you mentioned, hey, you mentioned beer and you got me. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back with our man Jackie, man. So we'll be right back. Yeah. 
houses We look off in the distance chasing dreams But the things that I see with my eyes are seen Let's plant a new tree, make a change Needed for you and me, brighter days will come and you'll see Make a change, necessary for ordinary people There's so much beauty in every breath that we Listening to Twin Talk with Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Uh, I'm Angel. My brother's over there at the controls. Here I am, Jose. Uh, our next guest, uh, good intro there, Jose. I love it. <laughs> our next guest is known as the Wooden Iron Horses artist in that he is an awesome wood carver and uh, pretty much specializes in the train uh, <laughs> iron horses. Uh, he's showing at uh, galleries like uh, the History Museum in Pasadena. Um, also, he's done shows in uh, Travel Town here and has appeared more than once on Hugh Hauser's California's Gold. And he's a good friend of mine. Uh, please welcome Frankie Hadnot. Yeah. Jackie. <laughs> he said Frankie. Did I say Frankie? <laughs> Jackie. How you doing? I'm sorry, my man. Yeah, that come from? I don't know where Frankie came from. You've been saying Jackie all afternoon. <laughs> hey, Jackie, you can correct me on the air. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you got it right the second time. I'm good. <laughs> Welcome, Jackie. How well, you the doing? good thing is that you're good. You you have a great personality, a great, uh, 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 you know, you're just a good guy. I'm really glad that we've met. And uh, Jose, I, I'm walking down the. We we met at work. Oh, and I'm awesome. uh, walking down, the, and he's uh, Jackie. You're very, very uh, always saying hello, and good humored, and so which is why I started. Uh, I wanted, I was drawn to you to talk to you, and I'm glad that I was that we did because you are an awesome wood carver. How long have you been doing this? Well, I've been carving ever since I was 14 years old, but I've been in the art. I was doing art ever since I was five years old. I was uh-huh. started off with cartoons, and then after I got around 14, I start. Uh, carving, uh, specializing in mainly trains. And what? And why trains? How? What? Well, what, what wait, why carving? 
Yeah, why carving? That's like hard. At 14, you got these sharp, these sharp objects and things like that. Also, you just started carving. Well, yeah, see, I lived on a big ranch in the Canyon Country area up in the, uh, Solomon Canyon. Wow, cool. And um, I was always fascinated with trains at, uh, at my earlier age. At five years old, I used to go to kindergarten there in uh, Suffer Springs. And uh, the railroad track was right out from the ranch there. And I, sometime I would walk along the railroad track. Uh-huh. Wow. Or sometime I would get up and, uh, and like on a Saturday or a Sunday or through the week when the train would run out to see if that train is going through there. And that was a stop where Union Pacific used to stop right there and exchange the, the caboose dr- uh, riders. Wow. And then after I got around 14, I told my mom and dad that I want to start carving some of those, uh, carving some of the trains. But the trains that I was more fascinated with uh, with was uh, some of the earlier ones was the old steam engines. Uh-huh. So right. what right. I do now is mainly pick out trains that had uh, that had popularity to them, like like the Golden Spike and the Union Pacific Big Boy and trains like that and uh and do educational shows uh try to get into museums and galleries and do educational on um transportation. So uh when you do those uh like you've done at Travel Town and some of the uh, museums what do you mean education you start t- t- telling people about the engines themselves and the art or what is it you do? Well, I'll pick out a train that had pop uh, a lot of popularity to it like my uh my latest one that's going to be showing over at Travel Town to be the uh, the Golden Spike, uh-huh. and that's one of the uh, the the two trains that joined in the Transcontinental Railroad. Right. That was the most one of the most important part of the train movement was the Transcontinental Railroad. Uh-huh. And uh, like the Union Pacific Big Boy that I'm showing down at a gallery down at the Silver Rails Gallery in Missouri, uh-huh. that was one of the largest locomotives that was ever built in the United States. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, so I, I just I just want to go back because it, it's so interesting. Every child, every every boy is fascinated with trains, and a lot of boys like. To I'm go, fascinated with these artworks. Uh, Excuse me, Jose. Go on our Facebook on Twin Talk Show, and I've posted a few see pictures. What I'm talking on about? There. I can't go ahead, sentence. brother. See, I can't finish a sentence. You see that? I'm trying to. You know, could you have waited for that? Was that that important? No, it was a great intro. Good job, man. They were bouncing off each other. Right? Every every boy is fascinated with trains at some points in their life, you know, and and a lot of them could just sit enamored by the side of them, and and they get the little train set, or they look at books, or if they're near a train track, watch them go by. Or, or I know I used to love strolling on the tracks. What is it that made you think that you're gonna? Uh, you know, convey that love for it and know that you could do it with such a skilled art. I mean, most kids just read about it or play with toys about it. What is it that made you know that, uh, feel that, I think I can carve a train? Well, in my in my earlier age, around like coming up, like from five coming up, I was always into building models. Uh-huh. And I was wow, fascinated when old. I seen those trains is like the mechanical part of the trains. I, I wanted the challenge of it as far as like carving out the detail of the of the wheelbase. Right. And um I had such a strong vision, I just knew I could do it and I just I would use some of my uh as far as the drawing part of those trains, I would go in and um take a little stick and kinda measure off uh as far as scale size of a wheel when I would wow. start out laying my wheels out. And that would be the first thing laying out and I would kinda scale that out and go in my mom's uh um, inside the perfume bottles and kind of measure that stick against the perfume bottles. <laughs> and uh, and I would take it and went, if it didn't measure up, I would go to another perfume bottle or go in the kitchen and get the gla- uh, 
the glasses in I mean the the jars and the glasses in yeah, there. Yeah. And till one did match up to my uh measurement on the stick. Interesting. And then I would use that that uh bottle or that jar to go around to, to draw my wheel basis. Wow. And I remember my dad took me down where uh down to a uh a wood shop to uh get a piece of wood and I would always take a train book out with me and kind of measure off from a side view of a, a wall and kind of measure out how much wood I should have. And I remember the guy came up to me and he goes, you know what, how, how do you know that um, that image right there, he goes, you might be measuring, you might be ordering too much wood. So he took a, a, a ruler and measured the image. Uh-huh. And he uh, came up to me and he shook my hand and he goes, you know what, if if I told you you were an inch off here or an inch off there, he goes, I would be nitpicking. He goes, not only you were given the talent to be able to, to carve out this and draw it on on the wood, but it's for his vision. Right, right. And, um, That's awesome. And I didn't realize it, but I was I was wow. given that talent. Yeah. Wow. And so you you have different size pieces. There's some are huge, some are you know regular size. I don't know what regular size is. Does it take you a long time? Well, I have trains that has taken me up to anywhere from six months up to a year. Mm-hmm. Um. The one that's taken a year that's that I, I had mentioned a little bit earlier that's going to show out at Travel Town is of the Golden Spike. And it's uh-huh. actually four feet by 14 feet long. Wow. Is that one on your Facebook page? You can find them on uh, Trains by um, Jackie Hadnot. Yeah, you, if you went on Jackie uh, Hadnot, just Google Jackie Hadnot, and you went to Fullerton Train Days, uh-huh. um, the- it, it'll pop up the the golden spike now but also go, on but, Facebook. But just go to just go to the Travel Town. Well, <laughs> uh-huh. go well, ahead. Go I, I, I want to let people know that listen um, listening to us that uh, that are not from Los Angeles area. Travel Town is a, uh, a, a city park where they have uh, uh, many. They have retired many different ages of locomotives and train cars and box cars, cargo cars, cabooses, and what have you. And it's a great park to go to. Um, I know all kids love going. I still like going. Look to at that one, Jose. Wow, awesome. That one's got a little bit of a of an artsiness to the... the, the, the wow. Pretty awesome. Wow. Well, that was one of the ones that Hill Hauser liked a lot. Yeah? And um, that's what I call like my... Um, um, what do you, what, what what I say? It would be uh, your masterpiece. Um, not a masterpiece. That piece would be um, labor of love. Your uh, this is this is like a piece that it doesn't show the whole. Uh, it only shows uh, some of the wheels and it's. it's oh, I I'm sorry. Artsy. It's the abstract and wood. There That's what I call my abstract and wood. Where I'll take a piece of wood and I'll draw out as much of the train as the wood let me draw out, and then yeah. I'll carve it from there. And a lot of people have been fascinated with those. Yeah, because uh, a lot of the stuff, you see a whole engine with all the detail and all its glory. And this one is just a part of, a, of an engine. Yeah, it's the low end of, a, like, three wheels. And um, and it does look kind of artsy abstract, and it's pretty cool, pretty dope. So you mentioned Huell Hauser. Huell Hauser from California's Gold, uh, which was a television show that went on for many years here. In uh, I don't know I know it was here in the California I don't know if it was syndicated anywhere else uh, and I love that show I went to a lot of places <laughs> because I watched that show oh what's Schulhauser be at this weekend okay I'm gonna go this weekend so tell me about that how did how did that happen well we were eating one morning down at Felipe's there a place and there in Los Angeles the sandwiches the, the sandwich French, the dip, French, French dip, dip. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh and it's funny because we always walk out of the front of the of Felipe's. This time, me and my little lady, we walked out of the back of uh, Felipe's, and I, we we're walking around towards the front, 
And I looked around towards the front, and and I looked over, and I told my little lady, I go, you know what? That's Mr. Hauser. I go, I need to let him know about about my art. Right I go, on, right on. He shows a lot of train shows, and that's that's California Gold. Yeah. yeah. So I went up to Mr. Hauser, and I said, uh, how would one submit to you to see if you're even interested in what they're doing? Uh-huh. And he he came and he up pulled to his me. mic out of his back pocket. <laughs> well, well can... tell me about it, there, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've been knowing him for years. I mean, I went uh. up to him and I said, you know what? I told him what I was doing, and then he goes, "Well, do you have a business card?" And my car was like parked about, I'd say about fifteen feet from where we were. And I go, Mister Hauser, I go, I know you're busy. I go, but I go, if you give me one moment, I'll just run over there and get a. Uh, get a business card out. I go, but I have a small little carbon and kind of show you what I'm doing. He goes, well, yes, go look at it then. It's like, I've been knowing him for years. And he went right over on. and looked at the, looked at that image. And he told my little lady while I was reaching in the front for a business card, he goes, I, I might want to do a segment on this guy. Right on, right on. And within that Thursday, he had called me back mm-hmm. and he goes, I want to, I want to do a segment on you. And wh- and where did he go? Did he go to your house? Did he go to a gallery with you? Where he, were you he went over to uh, where I carve a lot is over in the Griffith Park. It's called Pecan Grove, uh-huh. and there's a big oak tree right there. And I always carve in that area right there, right above the Gene Autry Museum, right over from okay. the Los Angeles oh, what, Zoo. What a okay. great area that is! Gene Autry Museum, the zoo, all of that. I love that place. And so he went over there while you were carving. He's, he went over there, and it's like a studio away from studio to yeah. me. Uh, right on. And he, and he uh, did the segment right there. Right yeah, on. I'm sure he asked you why. Why do you continue all these years with trains? What is it about trains that makes you want to carve them? I, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of an artist, but I would get tired of my subject matter, moved on to something else that would be my muse. What is it about trains that fascinates you so much that you need to carve them and make these pieces of art? Well, like I, I would, I would say um, the mechanical part of it, the mechanical part of it, and it's it's like it's funny because I just carved out a, I just did a carving that was eight feet long, and it was the bottom end of uh, some driving wheels off of the Union Pacific Big Boy. Wow! And mm-hmm. the wheels is ten inches in diameter going across, and even now I want to get to pick out another terrain that has more detail in there to challenge that one. Interesting. I, I just like those. Uh, I, it, yeah, and I'm looking at some of your artwork. For all of you that are listening to right now, go to our Facebook page at Twin Talk Show. And even if you're looking at us or listening to us on podcast later on, these pictures are posted on our wall. It's, they're very intricately carved, and I could see that you take much. Uh, they're very, uh, you know, you're very precise with with these wheels and gears and levers. A lot of artists could just kind of gloss over that, and it seems like you take a lot of time with that. It shows that you enjoy the mechanical part of it. I challenge you. Hey, hey, hey get, we got some wood here, man. Can you start carving yeah. first? <laughs> right now when he's done, he's going to carve a bullet train before the show's over. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> well, it's just amazing. You know what I thought was when you said, when you mentioned uh, how you met uh, Hauser over at Philippe's, and uh, Philippe's itself used to be a train station, but it was the uh, Pacific. It wasn't a... a it was Interesting. A, I didn't know that. It was a Pacific uh, Electric train station. Oh, the 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 the, uh, the, the rail, public, the public transit, the public transit rail cars from back in the. I 1930s. didn't know that, Angel. Yeah, it was. You, 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 it was. That's pretty interesting. What so, a coincidence. So maybe maybe you should do one of those. 
Now they don't have that much detail like the wheels, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you have any showings right now? You have something showing at the uh, at the Silver Rails uh, over in where? In La Plata, Missouri. Uh, La Plata, Missouri. Yeah, I'm I'm actually in that gallery. They they represent me in La Plata, Missouri. And then you have another showing uh, or something going on here recent uh, in uh, in uh, Travel Town. Yeah, it, it'll be coming up on the 20th, and um, it would be either the, the 20th of this month or next month. i got to follow up with that, yeah. but I did get the invitation, and it's uh-huh. just that um, yeah. I've been so busy doing some other things, uh-huh. and I'll finalize that in a week or so. And give us a call. Give us a call. Let me know. Let us know. Well, uh, you could do it on the air and tell everybody, hey, guys, I finalized it. <laughs> I'm going to be at this place this, this time. I want to go. Is there? Do you have to be a kid? Or could you do, could you be an adult and go check out your art? Because you're going to do a showing. Well, kids go from all ages. Right on. <laughs> I'm a big kid, man. Yeah. We got to keep those trains going. Yeah. So is there anywhere that people can look at your art that that can't make it? Do you, is, do you have a website or a Facebook page? If, uh, if you Google uh, uh, Jackie uh, on images, you'll see all his stuff right there. You can find stuff there. Also, Jackie had not. Yes. Facebook uh, trains by Jackie had not on Facebook. Awesome. That's so, that's Jackie Hadnot. That would be J A C K I E H A D N O T. And uh and uh you want to give them your number too? Yeah, um if uh, my number is uh area code 818 uh 391-6479. Oh, you're a brave man. Brave man giving out your number. <laughs> my brother's posted these pictures of that winning smile on Facebook. You know, a lot of ladies calling you. Man. <laughs> Yeah, go, go ahead. But you guys, my my main goal with my art is is uh, a lot of times like there's there's few pieces I have part with, but my main goal is I there's pieces that I have in my collection where I would like to eventually do a a big solo show with those, but mainly get them somewhere in a permanent museum where it could be shared with everyone. Like I had said earlier that the pieces that I mainly save that have saved it's got a lot of pop, uh, popularity into them as far as the um, the history, like a history on rails, educating the people and and kind of leave my legacy in that in that sense. Okay. One of the carvings that I showed on Hill Hauser was of the Transcontinental Railroad, and that was the large carving. Mr. Hauser had came up to me and gave me a call right after the first segment and said, Jack, whatever you do, don't part with that one. But what I'm going to end up doing, we're going to have a plaque made and put on that carving in respect of Mr. Hauser and... Uh, Right on. And kind of share it with everyone and kind of get it in a permanent place. Right on. Well, that's a that's fantastic. That's a calling to the people. If you guys are uh, a, a curator of a, a curator. museum or, or want to start some kind of uh, uh, train um, uh, educational something, uh, Mr. Hadnut here is looking for a permanent home where people can benefit of all ages from viewing this art and learn the history and legacy of these trains. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Right on. Thank you. Awesome. All right. So cool. Hey, thanks so much for being with us, uh, Jackie Hadnot. Let's hear it. Woo! Okay, so and thank is, you very much. Is there anything you, else you want to say, real quick, or you're, you're good? Say hello to your wife, to your little lady. <laughs> well, hello, Dad. <laughs> and yes, keep those trains moving. Yeah. <laughs> what a pleasure to have you here, brother. I'm looking forward to seeing you again at work. Okay. And one of your artworks. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. With okay, Angel. We'll thank be, you. Thank you. We'll be back with Angel's Chill Lounge. <laughs>
twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Kick back and listen. is too short don't waste it don't pass judgment on a stranger or your loved ones enjoy every single relationship even the not so good ones enjoy it because one day you may not have it have coffee with your parents your friends your siblings more often accept that invitation be still be quiet be present but make sure you tell the people that you love that you do love them. Ask them for forgiveness and grant them yours. Rekindle that relationship. Salvage others and get rid of some. Be joyful in the ones that you do have. Make a bucket list. Start going through your bucket list. Rafting, jumping, dancing. Go ahead, do it. Learn a new language. Taste a new cuisine. Learn to love a stranger. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. But do be present. And even if it hurts, have joy and peace because life is too short. Chill, one love. That's another edition of Angel's Chill Lounge. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We want to thank you all for being with us. And uh, make sure you listen again next week because we are back, eh? We're back again here at Theolisa's Garage on TwinTalkCast.com and also on Live365.com. And on iTunes because we are iTwins. And I uh, also want to let you all know that uh, you can always give us a call and chat us up on Facebook as as the shows go on. I mean, feel free to give us a call at 626-275-8946 and also chat us up on our Facebook wall. But you can chat us up on our Facebook wall all anytime. week long. Anytime. anytime. We respond. Right, Angel? Twin Talk Show on Facebook. Twin Talk Show on Twitter and Twin Talk Show on Instagram. Okay, so we want to thank our guests for being on our show. We want to thank uh, the awesome 
uh, Lisa Deftari, who is uh, always a great conversation, very smart on what's going on in the Middle East. Let's have a beer, Lisa. Really, really. I owe her a beer. As long as we don't talk politics, eh? Also want to you talk. had me at hello, eh? <laughs> <laughs> also want to. I also want to say uh, we also want to say thank you to um, Jackie Hadnot. Awesome art artwork, really awesome. You know, so uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Thank you guys again, and for everyone to have a good night. Right. Thank you, brother. And Jackie, as she's she's gone already, because you know she's a hardworking girl. We love her, and she got down with the news again today. So we want to thank our uh, multimedia journalist, uh, Jackie Casas, who's with us all the time. Every week she gives us the um, the news and dirty laundry and all that good stuff. So we'll catch you next week. And uh, I'm trying to find a song to play here, but I can't find it. I don't know what I did with it. I hate, uh, I hate iTunes. Can I tell you that? Pay, play whichever one comes out, eh? Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is it. I had it a second ago because I want to play this. As good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Or hear us next week. Okay. We're going to have a really good show next week. Why does it keep going? Because we always song? have a really good show. Um, and here we go. Just push play. It's just a piece of shit. <laughs> Once again, we want to say good night. And this is, again, dedicated to dedicated to Patty. Patty and uh, have a good night. We'll catch you next week. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance. Break that would make it okay There's always some reason To feel not good enough And it's hard at the end of the day I need some distraction Oh, beautiful release Memories seep from my veins Let me